0: hi and welcome to this episode of modern health with dr jane today i'm joined by dorothy Biornick. she uh, and her husband jordan started great west radon company and if you've been following me on instagram or if you've been just part of my world you know that i have had a very personal encounter with radon and i was very excited to meet dorothy because she has been really helpful in not only understanding what radon is how to test it in my home and more importantly how to get it out of our house and i am happy to say we got it remediated just a week ago and it's a huge difference in just how we feel in our house so dorothy thank you for being here and welcome to the show thank you so much i'm really happy to hear all of these things that's awesome yeah, it's crazy because I mean, I'm in the fertility world, so I talk to my patients a lot about environmental toxins and how basically our environment it dictates our health. And a lot of us are like, yeah, yeah, well, I changed out the products and I don't use, you know, the cleaning products that are harmful and I've changed up my food and maybe you've even started started filtering your water. But then there is these silent killers I call them mm-hmm. where we do not know where they are, how they're impacting our health, and of course, I had, you know, radon was just not something that was on my radar. So, Dorothy, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself and then kind of tell us how you got into this, and then we're going to get into more of the details of what is radon, why is it harmful, why is it important to get it tested, and, you know, what are some of the health issues that are concerned with it. So let's, let's start with the introduction. Tell me how you got into this.
1: Sure. So originally um, Great West Radon was actually Great West inspections. We started as a home inspection company. So um, we had, been doing inspections and we were looking for additional things that we could help our clients identify as harmful in their home so we had heard about radon through a friend which is 95 percent of how people even find out about radon despite all of these government campaigns and everything it's a very much a word of mouth thing that is most effective which is why we're so thankful for people like you sharing their stories and, um, well,
0: and truthfully that was how i heard about it because i was sharing it on instagram and I'm like, I'm having all this chest palpitations and you know, just difficulty breathing and my heart rate is elevated at night and you know, mold. I was doing all of the research and somebody was like, You should look into radon. And I had two or three people and that's what started my, you know, rabbit hole. And I was like, this is what I have.
1: There you go. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's what happens, right. Is somebody will go through it. And then they're all of a sudden so passionate about letting people know, because a majority of people that call me to ask questions, they're like, what is this? I've literally never heard about it. My neighbor, just this and that my friend, please tell me from scratch. Right. So, um, knowing that this was happening regularly um, with our home inspection company, we're like, hey, maybe this is something that we can start helping people test for and and make sure that it's not an issue in their home. So we added it as a service. And then we looked at, you know, we don't want to give people problems that they can't fix. So how do we solve the radon problem as well, right? We don't need to add to people's worries, be like, you're on your own so we started looking into what remediation mitigation looks like and um we got CNRPP certified which is what you want to be looking for with anybody that's going to be doing any radon testing or mitigation in your home that stands for the Canadian National Radon Proficiency Program they're the Health Canada Recommended kind of governing body for the radon industry in Canada um so we got certified and then the more we talked about it, the more passionate we were about it. Obviously we are not like the not practice what you preach type people. So the first thing we did was test our house. Um, the levels in the basement weren't above the 200 mark that Health Canada deems a maximum, but they were over the World Health Organization standard of hundred and we were like, hey, our two very, very young kids, play in the basement that's their play area they're running around huffing and puffing so do i want to risk them being in a kind of high radon environment absolutely not we fixed it and it was kind of from there that we were like hey like we did this for our kids people should also know this for their kids as well for their own health Um, my dad passed away from cancer when i was 17 years old so i'm like extremely passionate about any cancer prevention that I can do in my life. So,
0: um,
1: so it was something that the more we focused on it, the more passionate we became, the more we realized that there was this massive need for it in Calgary in particular, and I'll discuss why later. Um, But yeah, the more we decided that we were like, hey, this is like where our hearts are. This is where our passion leaves. We really want to make sure that people know about this and they're able to fix it. Um, And we rebranded completely. And now we are just Great West Radon. And it's all we do is testing and mitigations. We're specialists.
0: Cool. No, I absolutely love it because I mean, I want to get into a little bit of the science because I know you're so knowledgeable about, and when Jordan came over to look at where they're going to do the remediation, I was just like fascinated. And we had a really long conversation because I'm like, tell me about the radioactive elements that are involved Mm -hmm. in water filtration. And we got really deep into the conversation. So, um, talk about like, what is radon? Why do we have radon? Why is it an issue? And you mentioned that it's in Calgary is a big issue. I'd love for you to tell me why in Calgary, and then what are the, some other areas that, that it's common in? So, um, radon
1: is a colorless, odorless, tasteless gas, and it is the leading cause of lung cancer in non-smokers in Canada. So, um, The reason why radon is everywhere, it is also outside in very low levels, but it tends to gather in extremely dangerous levels inside our homes um because of how efficiently we want to run our households especially in the winter time so it tends to not be as big of a concern in the summer and spring our windows and doors are open we have lots of fresh air circulating that's all well and good but come winter time when it's minus 35 outside the last thing you want to do is open a window even for a minute and that then traps this radon gas and it accumulates to these dangerous levels um in conjunction with that, we are actually uh, living in one of the most radon exposed areas on the planet. We are the Western Canadian Prairie Provinces are only second to Poland on the entire globe. And it's because oh, wow. of the uranium deposits in the ground. So, because of the beautiful geology of where we live, um, it also tends to um, cause high radon levels because of the breakdown of the uranium in the ground. And then um, as it breaks down, the gas releases right on decay products and these uh, particles that are released in the breakdown all around us. Obviously, it's not anything anyone can see, um, but they actually uh, travel at such a speed that they can make pockmarks and dents in bulletproof plastic. So um, that's what is in. One of those little test kits, like the little test kits that are sold everywhere, that is the long-term test kit that everyone's always talking about. They actually, that's what they're measuring in that device is you leave that in your basement for a few months and the lab is actually taking the plastic out of that device and they're measuring how many pockmarks are on it from those radon decay products smashing into it at the speed of a bullet.
0: That's incredible. Mm -hmm. So what I'm understanding is it's it's a naturally occurring gas, if you will. Like uranium is a naturally occurring metal, right? And I've been down the rabbit hole of heavy metals in that Mm -hmm. we are all really protective, like no heavy metals, no heavy metals. But it really depends on A, where they are and what state they're in, Mm -hmm. right? And so what I'm understanding is because then it's entering into the home and there's Jordan said something about pressure. (laughs) Yes. There is a pressure gradient, something that makes it now a more more dangerous thing to to be around. Yeah. So
1: there's a a variety of ways that radon enters a home. Um, A good part of homes actually have um, positive pressure under the slab. So essentially the gas is getting forced in to the home. Um, There are videos that we need to get better about posting on social media, Um, that even with smoke testing, like we can do a little smoke pencil and place it above a crack on somebody's slab of their um, home in the basement. And you can literally see the smoke shooting directly upwards because the pressure beneath the home is so strong. And then imagine this is the smoke that you're seeing, but this invisible gas is also getting pummeled into the home at such a rate that there's levels of, you know, over a thousand becquerels, over two or three thousand becquerels in Calgary. And people are, you know, there are pockets in Calgary of places where the homes are brand new. They're maybe further out from, you know, central Calgary, where the homes might be a little bit more affordable. Who moves there? young families, people starting families, and they're living in, in these airtight brand new homes that the levels are astronomical. And kids living in this type of environment, especially, um, and even pregnant women um, living in this type of environment, you are exposing a child to um, radiation levels that are higher than somebody that works in a uranium plant.
0: Yep.
1: Right from birth.
0: And because, I mean, the kids and pregnant and even, I mean, elderly, you can throw them in there, but the reason that they're at such high uh risk is because a undeveloped immune system b they're lower to the ground right if you're talking about kids walking around so they're crawling, to yeah. the crawling yeah and i mean that was our case as well so that kind of brings me to the next question is why is it so harmful because And here is my, I don't want to say like gripe with environmental toxins, but a lot of people, and even when I test things, it's always like, you can get lung cancer, but by the time you develop lung cancer, there's a lot of things that went off wrong before, like the body doesn't just wake up with cancer one day, Mm -hmm. right? And so even though it's important to know that this is the leading cause, what are some signs and symptoms or why is it so harmful? What are you seeing that is before people develop lung cancer. Um, so unfortunately
1: that is exactly the problem with radon induced lung cancer is that there are very few symptoms I'm going to say outside of maybe people like you that are extremely in tune with their bodies. They're <laughs> really, no, really like some people just I ignore, right. They ignore, they're exhausted. They have headaches all the time. They're like, I'm stressed or I didn't drink enough water today. And it's very easy to just like brush off, not feeling well. Right. It's just, yep. Part of what people do. Um, But a lot of people have no idea that they've been exposed to high radon until the symptoms of lung cancer are now present. Coughing, shortness of breath, you know, all the rest of the gambit of lung cancer symptoms. That's why radon gas testing is like a preventative home maintenance necessary every single home should be testing their home because the reason why it's so harmful is that you're breathing in these particles that are now you know broken down uranium radon decay products they're in the air you breathe them in children like you said pets um, people that have maybe pre-existing lung damages of different sorts smokers vapors etc etc they they're all breathing in children at a higher respiratory rate because they're always running around or just course, yeah, smaller, smaller, lungs. Yep. yep. So they are inhaling more of it because of just the, uh, you know, rapid breathing that they tend to have. Um, and the more of that you breathe in those um, decay products don't stop breaking down just because you've breathed them in. So the best case scenario is that as they're hitting your lung tissues at this Crazy speed, that cell ideally dies, which sounds terrible. But the worst case scenario is that it hits these cells and it causes DNA level damage. And that DNA level damage at a rapid rate on an ongoing basis, which is why radon damage is cumulative. It's not like, oh, I went to my friend's house, they had high radon levels, now I'm at risk. It's like, I live in this house, I'm here 24 7 over X amount of years, right? Um, just like smoking, it's, you know, the more you smoke for longer, the higher your risk is, it's very uh, much the same way with radon gas. So those lung cells getting constantly damaged over years, um, that mutation turns into a cancer cell. And that's where the entire risk lies.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, and again, when I went down the rabbit hole of radioactive elements, and how they're kind of the, the invisible thing that we can't, Again, you can't see it, can't taste it, can't smell it, but Mm -hmm. they are super damaging to the mitochondria of the cell, which is that powerhouse or the battleship. Mm -hmm. And this is the DNA damage that you're talking about and you're doing that long-term. Because to me, I'm like, yeah, lung cancer is one. And like it's true that most people are not aware. And I have a family that I'm working with and it's like his parents passed away at a young age, what like 65 in their okay. 60s from cancer. Now they were not lung cancers, but they were mm-hmm. still cancers. And mm-hmm. then when we tested his genetics, there wasn't any cancer in the in the genes. Okay. And so it's one of those things where I start to raise an eyebrow to be like, I wonder what's happening here. Right. Yeah. Like why why did both parents die from cancers at a young age? Right. And even though it's lung is the most common one, but radioactive elements are radioactive elements, right? They're yeah. damaging your DNA. So, you know, I wonder if there was that connection as well that you've done any research or studying that it's just A, increases your chance of a cancer, period, or chronic disease, period. It's also a a variety
1: of factors, like you're saying that, yeah, right now the, the research is really focused on lung, but there is definitely other research coming out that has to do with some stomach cancers. Radon in water, you know, well water getting not treated the same way as city water would. If you're not filtering it, there's radon in water tests for people who live in um, rural areas. If your your water is coming straight from a source that could have high radon levels, you're ingesting that constantly. Obviously, that's going to have a negative impact on your health. Not to mention that there are some people that are inherently radiation sensitive. So, you know, Health Canada can tell you that the maximum allowable indoor level is 200 becquerels, but you could feel very sick in levels of 80, 90, like levels that are even under a World Health Organization. We've had people do mitigations at levels of 27 becquerels, which is barely higher than what it is outside. And they felt better afterwards. Some people Are just naturally radiation sensitive.
0: Yeah, and maybe it's because they already have radiation buildup, so any extra exactly. <laughs> is just like no dice. But um, that was my journey with you as well, where you know I said because we are renting, so we were. It's something that I would mitigate myself a, a little bit quicker than what doing as a you know as someone renting. But mm-hmm. it's looking at the levels in the summer versus when the weather started to, to draw. It was like, oh, I. It was like in the three hundreds or four hundreds or something. A couple of days, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, of course, it's the week before we get remediated. It's yeah, yeah. Um, but it's uh, you know, my, I'm still speculating that it's causing a lot more issues for people just because of the radioactive element Mm -hmm. component that that can show up in people's body, like it suppresses your immune system. So then you won't be able to fight infections. And then, you know, then I, again, I'm in the infertility world. So when I see somebody who has low sperm count or low um, ovarian reserve at a young age, I'm wondering what the hell is causing this, you know? So uh, I'm hoping that there is more research, or at least that there, there is more stuff that will come out to connect the dots for people.
1: Yeah, they are working on it. The Evict Radon Organization out of the University of Calgary. It's a massive study. They come out with a ton of different like research. And every year they're, they're coming up with new um, statistics that have to do um, specifically with Alberta. That's where we live. That's where a majority of the test kits are being sold. There's some other areas that they're starting to look into in other provinces um, just to compare them. But there was a study recently done in Sweden versus Calgary or Alberta, I should say. And um, they're somehow on a trajectory that's lowering radon levels with their building efficiency. They were able to figure that out, whereas we're the opposite. Our efficiency is somehow driving radon levels up. They're saying, you know, I believe the statistic was around 2040. All homes will just immediately require mitigation because the levels will be so high right out of the gate that they'll be unsafe to live in until they have been mitigated. Um, Whereas now it's kind of like an optional thing for people who find out about it and are diligent about their health. Um, But even people, so many people don't know about it. We find that there's so many people that have just moved here that yes. they know about it. They care about it. They heard about it from their realtor or whatever. And they all of a sudden are really, really diligent. What up? people that are born and raised here? Generally, I find I don't even know about it. It might be one of those things that I've always been here. I've never heard about it, but you know, you mentioned.
0: When you're not really looking for anything, right? Like you're not looking for problems. You already no. have enough problems. Yeah, <laughs> Unless absolutely. it's impacting you, right? Like unless exactly. it's truly impacting you. And like you said, people are just used to being, I it's just I'm tired. I'm brain foggy because if I'm, I mean, I'm tracking all of my stuff, but I do, I am a really sensitive person and really aware that mm-hmm. when my heart rate at nighttime increases by three beats per minute, I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's a happening? lot of people wouldn't notice that. They'd no. be like, I had yeah. an extra coffee today. Yeah, so, you yeah. know, yeah. Yeah, that's right. um, yeah. Well, I was gonna ask you, I I think you had something else, but I interrupted, but I was going to ask you, let's talk about how this gas is getting in, because I was interested to find out where it was coming in, in our home, in this home. Mm -hmm. And so you're talking about that now, the way that the homes are built, it's already deemed unsafe. Let's talk about why that is, and then how is it getting into the house?
1: So homes built prior to 2015 do not have radon rough-in pipes. So now at least building code has shifted. As of 2015 and newer, the homes now have the rough-in. They have sub-slab membranes. They have tried to take measures to help the radon problem. Um, So those newer homes will have like a radon stack in the mechanical room. It'll just be like a a short little pipe that should be labeled radon or something to that effect um, to make it easier for people to mitigate after they've tested. Um, homes built previously um, to 2015 don't have the radon rough-in, don't have that sub-slab membrane. So, um but regardless of, of the rough-in issue, um, radon is getting in through any cracks or voids in your slab. So if you have a some in the slab of the foundation, you slab mean. of the foundation, yeah, exactly. Your your basement slab. So some people have very unique homes. You know, they were built a hundred years ago. There's grass travel crawl spaces in their home. That is all huge rate right on entry points. Um, if you have, you know, settling and there's quite a big space, I don't know if, if you have an undeveloped basement and there's quite a big space between your um, foundation walls and your slab, that entire crack on the perimeter of your basement is a radon entry point. Um, like I mentioned, a sump pit for a sump pump, if it's not sealed and it's a big open pit, which a lot of people still have, that's a on entry point. A lot of people don't even realize because a furnace generally goes right down. Down to the ground. If you tuck your fingers underneath there, you'll notice that there's no concrete under there. And in a lot of homes, you have a huge. Just pit underneath your furnace. Yes,
0: yeah, it yeah. was us, and they and showed it, and I was like, "Oh my God, look at this giant hole that is just in the floor."
1: Totally <laughs> <Of our> house <laughs> because the concrete is poured after the furnace is already in, so they just kind of shove as much concrete to pour around it to make it look finished, but it's not finished underneath. That's a huge radon entry point. That and the fact that all winter, as your furnace kicks on, it's drawing air and it's blowing it around the house. You're essentially mining the radon from underneath your home and it's working its way around the house. So um, any penetrations, any floor penetrations, um,
0: drains, all of those types of things are bathroom drain. our yeah. bathroom drain was a huge, uh, the bathtub that we have in the basement was a huge entry point, apparently. And the guy had to crawl in there and fill it in. But mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's fascinating because again, like it makes sense, but not something that I would have thought, thought about. about. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And it's very, very okay. common. Yeah, it's super common. So um, let's talk about, like, you know, you talked a little bit about what radon levels are safe and effect, uh, you know, or acceptable. Some people are more sensitive. I'd love to hear you just speak more about the device that you have to measure. Cause we'll, you know, we'll put a promo code for people to be able to get that, to test their homes. Mm-hmm. Um, so testing
1: can be one of two methods so we always like to make sure that regardless of which way you choose to test your home um, the duration is what's most important so radon gas fluctuates quite drastically you mentioned earlier as soon as it got cold outside you saw those levels shoot right up and that's exactly what happens so long-term testing of 90 days or more is what's recommended for what's considered a true long-term measurement um you can do that in in two major ways so there's a long-term test kit Um, those are the least expensive we sell them for around 45 dollars on our website and then you just have to return ship them to the lab after they've been left out in your basement or wherever you're deciding to measure um, for a minimum of 90 days you ship them back to the lab you register your device online and then the lab is able to um, calculate what your radon levels are in your home Um, that would take like an extra, maybe two to three weeks. So all in that's looking at like a three, four, potentially five months, depending on the delays at the lab, uh, process. And they'll email, email you your results, the alternative to that. And a lot of people that find out, Hey, I have this potentially cancer causing gas in my house, my three teenagers sleep in the basement. I need to test this like now, that's where the digital monitors come into play. There's a variety of them on the market. We sell AirThings devices. That's the CNRPP as a partnership with them. So um, they have a great warranty. We never really have issues with that product. So we stand behind that one, but there's a variety of them on the market. Um, they um, can start with an introductory model that just measures for radon, super simple. People that don't like technology that much would also be fine with using it. People that don't want like EMF, Bluetooth issues, all of that, that they're very simple and they just measure for radon. Um, again, those will start giving you preliminary results within about 24 hours, which is great, but you do still want to be leaving them for like a solid duration of time to be able to get a proper average. Keeping in mind that that average, that 90 days should be in the heating season, which we're just entering Right now october to april would be the best time to do that 90 day test because if you're measuring you know june to september that's an average of the absolute lowest radon average that you would get right your doors and windows are open fresh air is constantly in your home it's drastically diluting your radon levels it would be like weighing yourself after having a vicious stomach flu for three days where you couldn't eat it's not inaccurate you know, reflection of what's going on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And tell me, because you said the basement, like why do we put it in the basement? Does it matter if you're spending time in the basement or not? Yeah, that's a great question. So the levels are going to be highest in a majority of homes
1: in your basement. Your basement measurement is your worst case scenario. Building scientists and Radanova, which is the lab that um, the test kits are, are from, Uh, they say that a general rule of thumb would be a 50% decrease per level in your home. So if your basement levels are 400, your main floor would be 200 and upstairs would be 100. All of those, if you have kids or all those other factors that we had mentioned, would be actionable levels. Um, but again, if you're somebody that maybe um, you're empty nesters and um, you, you measured the basement and the levels were maybe like 150 and you keep your Christmas decorations down there and that's the extent of your basement use, your upstairs would be 75 and you sleep in, a, in around a 35 becquerel in, environment. And if you're not feeling unwell, that would be a different story. And we definitely see both of those scopes I feel like a lot of people are like oh you know levels are always high and it's you know no we we definitely get long-term measurements back that are great and you're lucky that you just so happen to have the type of home that that doesn't accumulate a lot of radon but having said that there are things that can happen within you know the scope of time or even home maintenance that would affect that so um, health canada recommends retesting every couple of years Uh, any major ground disturbance within five kilometers of your home can affect the radon levels in your home so if they're building a strip mall if there's condos going in if somebody knocked down a house and they're digging out the foundation to start from scratch that can negatively impact your radon levels if they are fixing a sewer problem 10 blocks over that could affect your radon levels in your home. So it's always good to continue retesting any major renovation, like changing the windows in your house. We had a a client specifically, they tested before their levels, I think were like 86 or something like that. Not even actionable because they were even under a hundred. And they specifically called back to let us know that they replaced their windows and they did another long-term test and their levels were over 400. It was oh, just wow. from
0: replacing windows. And like, why would, the how?
1: <laughs> it's now efficient. It's so much more efficient. A lot of no. the windows, right? They're like very leaky. Yes. And now we have these like triple pane, you know, awesome, efficient. No heat is escaping these. But by oh. that same token, no radon is also escaping anymore. And you're causing this radon issue.
0: For sure. I really hope that people who have Uh, done the testing and it came up high in the basement, even if you're not spending time in the basement, like I spend the most amount of time at home, just working from home, Mm -hmm. but I notice it in my sleep. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I notice it just being around the house as opposed to sitting in the basement. So I would hope that people would say, hey, it's high and it's circulating around my house versus like, well, I don't go down there anyways.
1: It also is, you know, the reason how they realized that residential radon issues were around was there was a uranium factory worker in like, I want to say it was the late 80s. And he would set off the, um, the radiation detectors on the way into the lab. And they were like, "Is this broken? What is going on? Like, I don't understand. He's coming to work. Like, he's not being he's basically glowing. (laughs) Yeah, literally, they had no clue what on earth was going on with this particular person setting off these alarms on the way in. Essentially, they tested his home, and the levels were astronomical, Mm. like twenty thousand becquerels or something insane. And they realized it was like." A huge deposit under his ground they figured it out but it was literally the radon decay products on his clothing that were setting off these detectors so you're thinking about oh it's not an issue we never go downstairs and it's like okay well you know, maybe you had a couch down there for three years and then you brought it upstairs because you have kids now and you need like a bigger couch upstairs or whatever. Maybe your dog sleeps down there and it comes upstairs oh, no, for right
0: right? The most yeah. bringing it all around. Yes. All yeah. The house. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, you know, there's so many things. It's, it's, we live in, a day and age where every day you're finding out about a new thing. And and that's the thing is that, that some, I understand skeptics, you know, I, I oh, understand yeah. people being skeptical. Like, I've never heard of this. Why all of a sudden is this a big deal? Like, you know, And, and I understand that, but it is, it has been around for a really long time. You know, like there is a thriving radon industry. Just because
0: we didn't know about it doesn't mean it didn't exist.
1: Asbestos. Asbestos is a great example of exactly this. They were using it in a ton of houses and they were using it because they didn't know it was an issue until they did. And asbestos in relation to radon, there's a Carex Canada lifetime cancer risk chart I can send to you afterwards. Um asbestos is very low compared to radon like radon is probably four or five times the lifetime cancer risk than asbestos is everybody knows what asbestos is they won't buy a house with it they won't renovate without remedying it properly like why is asbestos such a concern for people and radon isn't when it's so much more of a lifetime risk right it's just knowledge it's how much we're talking about it
0: That's exactly it. I was just going to say, unfortunately, with these things, the way that you learn from them is through experience. Mm -hmm. And what is the experience that you have to have? Well, you have to have somebody maybe die from cancer or have a serious something, right? Like illness, a scare or whatever. Yeah. And unless you're tracking, and that's what I, you know, educate my, my listeners and my followers on is like, be aware of this thing, understand how your body works and what Mm -hmm. it's telling you, because it's never going to lie to you. If you are in an environment that is not set up for thriving, Your body will tell you because you will not feel like you're thriving, whether it's you're exhausted, you have brain fog, your digestion is screwed up, your menstrual cycle is screwed up, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like I said, radon. I was just like, we need to talk about this. So let's talk about remediation. What is it? Because, you know, I went through it, but Mm -hmm. tell people because we don't want to obviously, we're not going to provide them with a problem that we can't provide a solution to. So that first step is to really just, if you're curious, and backtrack i'm gonna say so alberta is one of the areas just because of the location and the scenery right is what i'm understanding what are some other areas in the world i know you mentioned poland what are some other areas in the world that radon it tends to accumulate more than um, other areas
1: um off the top of my head, not knowing like all the major hotspots, it's geologically related, right? It's uranium deposits in the ground. Um, There's awesome resources on on a few different websites like Carrick's has some um there's um a few of the radon test kit providers have like the different geological hot spots a lot of it has to do with like rocky soil like we have a problem because we're so close to the mountains poland same thing they have a lot of like natural mineral deposits they have like a mountainous uh, landscape so um it tends to kind of be in those types of areas um but even even then it's, it's, it's something that's naturally occurring. It's, it's nothing that's going to prevent people from moving to a certain place or, or living in a certain place. A lot of people get upset. Like I never would have moved here if I had known. And there's no way developers could know that it's there. It doesn't become an issue until you put a house on it. And enclose that house with all these measures that make it efficient. So um it's and you not- don't
0: do it well. You don't do the the building of the house well, is what it sounds like. If you don't lay the foundation properly or if there's cracks or whatever, right?
1: But even then, houses, even the best built houses, they settle, right? How can I control how my well, obviously there's like quick building that contributes sure. to more settling and all of these types of things. Um, but even you know, factors like the size of houses is now getting so large. Big houses have larger slabs on grade. Bungalows have more of a radon problem because there's more slab on grade. All of these things are kind of a man-made issue. We are creating it with the size of homes, the efficiency of homes. Um, so it's just a product uh, of the type of homes that we're, we're starting um, to build and bigger and bigger, and it's a bigger problem. <laughs>
0: Yes, totally. Okay, so then let's talk about remediation. What right. do we get now yeah. that you've tested, you see it? What do we What do we do next? So, um,
1: anybody that's doing a quote for you should be doing it for um, free. Generally speaking, that's like the industry uh, standard. Um, anybody that's doing work, like I mentioned, in your home should be CNRPP certified. Um, the system itself should be usually in a mechanical room unless you don't want it there for whatever specific reason Um, and you're going to want it as close to an exterior wall as possible just for the sake of cost and and having it in in a place where it's going to be directly venting outside so we drill um some diagnostic holes to determine the pressures in your home so we do calculations we use a micromanometer we take those calculations we put them into um, a program that will tell us what size of fan would work best in your home it's not like I'm going to throw the biggest fan in there and it'll suck the most radon out of there that's a misconception and it's kind of sold to some people that way Um, that's not the case you don't want it to be loud you don't want it to be um, too big that can actually even cause backdrafting of your appliance And it's extremely unsafe. So making sure that you have just enough suction to be able to properly um, draw negative um, pressure on your slab. And then um, we're coring a hole into the slab of your mechanical room. We put the pipe in there. We put that fan that we've chosen specifically for your home. And then we core a hole out the side of your home. Some roughed-in homes, like I said, will have that initial stack. And they might even have the coring done for the outside of the home capped off. Um, So it just all depends on the age of home and preparation and all of that. But generally, this system is going to be an ongoing running system that's going to be drawing the radon from beneath your slab and venting it to the outdoor as soon as it goes outside it dissipates to outdoor levels within a couple feet of that radon exhaust pipe and um, it's no longer an issue in your home it should it'll fluctuate still as radon does and sometimes if like there's an insane howling wind you might see a very temporary spike and then um, it'll go right back to normal again and and if it works it should work for the duration of the home
0: Yeah, which is amazing. And I mean, the other thing that you guys do is you close off the entry points. Right. Yes. Sorry. So in the
1: scope of this getting done in order to be able to get the pressures where they need to be, we're going to be sealing all readily accessible cracks. So we're going to be filling in that void underneath the furnace that you were talking about earlier. If you have big gaps in between your foundation wall and your slab, um, we fill those in with spray foam. If it's undeveloped and behind your insulation and all of that, we're not looking to make anybody's basement look, you know, undesirable or unesthetically pleasing so um yeah all of those and and we can even do smoke injection um if we're not seeing pressures that we need to do we have like a machine that we bought from the uk that injects like this thick smoke into your slab and then you can literally see where the smoke is coming up would be kind of where this gas could potentially be a major entry point and then we seal those off as well we have fleur uh, thermal cameras that we use to be able to identify in-floor heating because I know a lot of people are really concerned about that. They're like, we paid so much to get this in-floor heating done. I don't want anything to wreck it. We know that and we agree. so we make sure that we use ground penetrating radars to make sure that we're not, you know hitting yeah. any rebar, we're not hitting any wires in the wall. Um, it's all a very scientific, specific process. And if it's all we do, we are like perfecting this.
0: Yeah. It's funny that you say that people are more concerned about their heating floors than the radon gas in their house. I I just really like what I hope is that we as a society stop worrying about the nice things that we have Mm -hmm. and start worrying about the thing that we were given, which is our body and taking care of that versus the you know, I get it. I love the heat floors too, but it's just, it's funny that people will go to like, but don't ruin my nice floors. Yeah. But it's poisonous gas in your house. lady. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's, we laugh about it, but it's,
1: you know, I feel like maybe there's a different urgency with people that have gone through this. Like I, feel very similarly to you it's like i watched my dad die in front of me from cancer that will not happen to someone in my family if i can help it you know what yeah, i mean it's like for sure if it's like a gadget that helps with emf or whatever what are these things cost versus what would you pay to get your family member your child when they're grown one day to not have cancer yeah. Times fifty million times of whatever yes. that device cost <laughs> yes. in the first yeah. place. There's no amount of money, right?
0: Yeah. So
1: it's one of those things that, you know, a lot of people are on the fence. Like, ooh, my levels are like 180. It's kind of close, you know, but kind of not. And should I? And you know, obviously, I'm not objective in the sense that it's like you're coming to me to fix this problem for you. This is my business, but we are you know, in this for the right reason. We are truly like, we don't tell people if it's low, if your levels are low, you're feeling well, you don't have kids in the house. We are very honest about it. Um, and we just make sure people are aware, like use the right people make sure they're certified. If there's a company that's coming into your home and they're there for a different reason, and then they bring some sort of radon testing device with them and they test for like 15 minutes while they're quoting. And they're like, oh yeah, it's crazy. And they put it right next to your sump pump or like a major radon entry point in your mechanical room. Oh yeah, it's really high in here. We gotta, yeah, maybe let's throw a radon mitigation in there for an extra two grand and I'll do it tomorrow. This does happen all the time. That is not how you do it. Like double check, call someone that's properly certified. We'll walk you through it. We'll make sure that you're getting the right information. We don't want anybody getting scared into this. This is not like a, we're going to scare you and then get your money. It's, it's not the case. This is like a environmental services. This should be like a health related service, right? There's other provinces um, that are starting to have grants and um, tax credits for radon mitigation in Alberta. Currently you're able to write off a radon testing device if you work from home. So that's a very small but good step, um, yeah. and then they're they're working on trying to get some sort of government support to get people. You know, think about the hundreds of millions of dollars that are being spent in the healthcare system with people getting. It's a trillion, trillion. It's
0: yeah. Hundreds of well, I'm just Eight even saying, and it's trillion. Like I, I, we get the stats in the states all the time, but yeah. it's like, it's a trillion dollar industry the healthcare industry right now, it's like, it's it's a disease care, it's not a healthcare system. And yeah. I think to your point, what you said about what would you do? And again, here's where I go deep. It's like, I'm not gonna wait for my child to develop lung cancer. So for them to have exposure and have lung cancer, like they're gonna try, their system, right? Is gonna try to thrive for as long as it can. But things mm-hmm. that I'm thinking about lung damage okay, what about asthma? What about just regular shortness of breath that you are now then thinking? And then if you're ingesting it, right, Like you said there is digestive, but asthma, and then you can have eczema, you can have just a chronic cough of some sorts. And if you Mm -hmm. were doing detoxification, if you studied any detoxification at all, it's, we have detoxification organs, right? We have the colon, we have the lungs, we have the liver, and we have our Mm -hmm. skin. It's like, Uh, One of the symptoms of when I do detoxification protocols with my patients around myself is heaviness in the lungs, right? Because your lungs are trying to purge. And what do you do? You do something that's going to increase your breathing, right? Because as you're breathing stuff out, you're breathing garbage out, hopefully, and hopefully you're not breathing stuff in. Right. I'm not, again, I know that you guys have to go by like, this is the most common thing, but I'm going to go ahead and tell people that like, if I hear a shortness of breath and someone is heavy breathing, like I that's not normal. Right. When you're at 30 years old, 40 years old, 45, 10 years old, like that's not a normal thing to have. And the fact that we have normalized a lot of these diseases, it's like now learning about this, oh, okay, you live in this area that naturally has more radon to occur. Does that mean you don't move into this area? No, it means you make your home safe for it. And you're just aware of all the things that can come in your environment. Mm -hmm. Just like when you live somewhere on the coast, you're much more likely to be predisposed to mold. My husband is filled with mold from the years that he lived in crappy apartments with his family moving around all across West coast. It's like, Would he not live there? No, but we now see that, oh, your health issues have come from this thing and we got to pull it out of your tissue Mm -hmm. to just bring awareness to like, hey, we live in a different world. And just because your parents didn't know about it, that's okay. Now we do, you know, Totally, that's all. And I think that remediation cost was really cheap. Personally, I'm like, this is probably the cheapest remediation for any disease or toxic thing. Like mold can cost you, literally sometimes you just need to blow up the house and move totally because it's just like there's everywhere yeah it's not you're not getting rid of this with or but it's usually tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to get rid of it which again why most people just end up moving yeah because it's like there's no way like this house is just filled
1: yeah and that's a great point too um there's a misconception and sometimes it's even you know said by you know home inspectors or something talking about like oh yeah you have a radon thing they have to dig this trench in your basement and like do concrete work they made Sometimes. it
0: sound intense by the time
1: you <laughs> know people call us they're like is it like 10 or fifteen thousand 000 they're like scared to fix it because i know they want to do something for their family's health mm-hmm. but they're also like who's got fifteen thousand dollars burning a hole in their pocket right mm-hmm. so um they call Homes built before 2015 generally the the cost on remediating in Calgary, um, and this is a also health Canada recommended prices between two and $3,000 but for most homes in Calgary, we do 2000 to $2,500 if you have a sump pit that needs like a specialized lid or if your mechanical room is is oriented in such a way that requires us putting the system quite far from an exterior wall and using lots of pipe those types of factors could maybe increase the cost a little bit um and then even for homes that are after 2015 that do have the radon rough and pipe um those remediation costs looks between like 1700 to 2200 dollars and that's like a Warranted, yep. certified installation. This isn't like somebody coming in to like fix your toilet and throwing in a system for a thousand bucks. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's good to know. I mean, it's crazy that there is things like that out there, but I always say if it's like, do your research. When I spoke to yep. you, I was like, okay, this person knows what they're talking about. And you That's can huge. sense that, right? But like when people come and speak to me and they're hesitant because there's a lot of, like I'm in the fertility space. I feel like there's a lot of women who are taking advantage yeah. of because of the desire to have a child. And if you mm-hmm. can't, then all of a sudden here is, I'm gonna, you know, you can be exploited really easily. Yes, Agree. So to be very aware of like, who are you talking to? What's their intention? What's their story? What are mm-hmm. they- How are they talking about the things that they're talking about? Um, So you can avoid some of these mistakes. Cause I mean, honestly, that breaks my heart that that's even a thing, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I had a little
1: elderly couple call me in an absolute panic yesterday afternoon, you know, being like, Oh, like, we're gonna die you know they're like very scared because they've been told they've been in this house for 20 years and they you know got this incorrect short 15 minute test done and you know no one wants to to feel panicked so it's always good to just double check do your research like you said like you need to fit with the person too, right? That's so important. You want to be working with people that you you enjoy, you like, you trust so sure. yeah, important it's important your home. To have a space
0: and mind. Yeah, it's your home. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, don't invite people you don't trust into your home. Yeah, even if they're just coming in to fix your plumbing. Honestly, yeah, Exactly. No. Like truly. I always it, it's I always try to any report or anything to like, hey, how are you? Do you want some water? Do you want this? Like you're coming to work in my house. And mm-hmm. if you invite them with such energy, then not only are people more likely to do a better job, mm-hmm. but they're just kind of seen as people as opposed to right, just yes workers. Workers, whatever. Yeah, exactly. workers for the company. Dorothy, this was an incredible amount of information. As we close off, what do you want to tell people? Um What do you want to tell people? (laughs) I would love if people just
1: talked about this and told one another. And if you've already tested and you're diligent about your health, that's amazing. But tell somebody, just mention it randomly. If anybody's health comes up every time people talk, how are you feeling? How are you doing? You know, if somebody mentions anything, Have you tested your house? Hey, you guys just had a baby. Have you tested your house for radon yet? Hey, you know, your dad just got a lung transplant or something along those lines, major surgery, anything. Hey, make sure that the house is safe. I don't know if you've measured for radon yet. Apparently it's a thing in Calgary. All you have to do is mention it and people want to Google it themselves, which more power to you. You won't find anything online that doesn't support what we've said here today. Um, if you have any questions I'll always feel free to call. I'm the one that answers the phones. I will spend an hour on the phone with you if you'd like. I'm happy to answer anything that you may have um, burning questions about radon. Right so.
0: Yeah. And we're going to put all the links in the show notes of how to get a hold of you guys, your websites, LinkedIn accounts, and your email. And then you're doing a promo. What is the promo on? Um,
1: You can use the promo code Jane for a discount on our website, on test kits, on digital monitors. I'm not going to say any specific ones because there's always a different promotion going on in terms of like the different digital monitors. November, which is coming up in a few days here, is Radon Action Month in conjunction with Lung Cancer Awareness Month. So there's always awesome promos. We're going to be on the news um, in the beginning of the month on on, uh, CTV News um, we're always just out there trying to spread awareness. So, um, you'll see a lot of it. It's a great time to chat with people about it.
0: Amazing. Yeah. And we'll air this in November, like you said, just in a couple of days, but make sure to bring that awareness to people on radon, how to test it in your home. And really, I mean, the test kit was a couple hundred bucks and that was a no brainer for me, obviously to just spend And I personally was like, I'm not waiting for three months of testing because I noticed such a big difference in how I felt just, and the reason that we really, uh, I, I was more diligent about contacting you is because we went away, um, you know, for a mini vacation for five days and my heart rate and my sleep drastically improved, even though we were like sleeping on an air mattress with our kids in the same room. So my quality of sleep should have been way worse, but because my heart rate dropped, temperature dropped, like the the overall stress in my body dropped, not being in a radon filled house when we came back and I had a nine hour sleep, you know, the girls passed out as well. All of a sudden my heart rate increased again. And I was Mm. like, something is in this house. Like we got to, we got to figure it out. And so, you know, down the rabbit hole I go, but I'm honestly, truthfully, really grateful to have found your site. I'm grateful for whoever said, Hey, check out Radon. And, you know, I typed it into Google and there you are popped up because it's been such a wonderful journey. It's been such a learning experience for me as a practitioner, as just a mom, you know, of Mm. two small kids and just really great that really grateful that you guys are out there and spreading that knowledge. And I'm happy to be, to have a platform to share it as well. Thank you so much. We, yeah, this type of thing is so powerful. Like I
1: mentioned, like you going through it yourself. um, Yeah, it's it's that much better to be able to speak to the process. It's not scary. It's not cumbersome. It's something that um, everybody can do to make themselves feel better. There's a lot of people that are not feeling well and they've gone on a million tests and exams, scans and everything. And it's like this mystery illness and, and someone will mention radon, they'll come to us and they do feel better. So if you're one of those people, it's something to scratch off the list. And hopefully it is the thing to scratch off the list to make you feel better.
0: Sure. And it it is hard to test radioactive elements in the body right Mm -hmm. now. There are trying to figure out tests. Like I'm, you know, I do a lot of testing, so I try to search for, and look for it, but it is a really difficult thing to test. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it doesn't matter what the test is. If you don't feel well, Right. you don't feel well. So let's keep searching. Exactly. Um, with that, Dorothy, thank you again so much for being here. You guys, I hope you, you check out greatwestradon.com. Uh, there's a bunch of links for you in the show notes. Please, please like and share this episode. You never know who it's going to help, just exactly. like it helped me. Uh, And so we very much appreciate you listening and for tuning in.
1: Thank you.